I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. So let's switch gears. Next, I want to ask you about how can or how do practice owners effectively transition their practice to a family member and or leadership team. So in physical therapy, it's very common where there's a typically a a longer term clinic director, and that could be the right hand person, a licensed physical therapist, it could be a PT and OT, someone that is a licensed healthcare provider, a clinician, and maybe they already co own some of the practice, maybe they don't have any equity, but maybe they have some revenue share or profit share, or they have a different bonus structure than the other staff physical therapists that are in the practice. So let's touch on this. Let's go into how to effectively transition your physical therapy practice to family and or your leadership team. So let's go into the pros and cons of that, Jeffrey. Yes, a great question. And one that involves so many aspects. And again, I get back to my tax brethren, because you want to do that in a tax efficient manner, you may actually have an opportunity to work with an estate tax attorney, and plan for that ownership structure to be transferred in a way that gets it out of yours, out of the practice owner's estate, and into perhaps a a family member's ownership in which it doesn't create a tax burden for either side. But that may or may not be the appropriate, and it may or may not be legal in your state. So always talk with your tax folks and your, and your, and your legal reps on that, because legal counsel is going to be able to really help out there quite a bit. And a good legal counsel may look at it and say, listen, it's not even an issue. Don't worry about it. But at least now you know. So that's the first thing I do is I would, I would actually contact legal counsel and go, I'm thinking about doing this. What does that look like? Or perhaps maybe you have a a tax accountant that you could have that conversation with to say, looking at making this transition, how would that impact the overall tax burden on me, on them, et cetera? So those are some of the first steps that I would recommend someone making. From a transition standpoint, let's say that you get for lack of a better word, clearance from those professionals. So you're going to move on to the next step. I would, and I've seen this happen before, go ahead and share your intention with family members. Share your intention with with those folks that you're intending to transfer that practice to. Dave, I'm, I'm never, it never ceases to amaze me, I should say, the number of people that come back and go, I always thought that my son, daughter, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, uncle, aunt, whatever, wanted to be part of this, I never would have believed that they would have told me no. And they just did. Which just goes back to poor communication and uh, expectations were not aligned, basically. Correct. So discuss your plans. Have a conversation with these people. Don't always expect 
your hopes and dreams for them are in alignment with their hopes and dreams for themselves. I had this perfect situation where that happened and the person just had to look and go, well, here's the other leadership team and perhaps they're the person. And, and I asked, I said, is there more than one? And, and basically he said, no, I think it's somebody non-related and now we have to go a different route. So get those conversations going earlier. I've heard from other folks that, that do these very interesting family planning transitions, really work hard. And it was her recommendation, really work hard to keep the family time, the family time. Thanksgiving dinner table might not be the best place to tell tell Julie that she's getting the business and Johnny's not. That can create some some animosity. The food fight might ensue. I'm not saying that that's ever happened that I know of, but it possibly. So, but having sometimes that family meeting, that's just, we're going to get away from, I remember one where I was a part of it and had to have that conversation with the family. And essentially we just had everybody out of their element. I had to get them just 20 miles away, but just far enough away that we could have the conversation and some really amazing epiphanies came out of that, that then shaped the future for that, for how things were going to transition going forward. Important to do that communication. And, you know, there's always that question of how soon is too soon. It may be more the case of how, how late is too late. Um, And I'd say maybe there's somewhere in between, obviously, but as sooner the better. And I think as soon as you start having those thoughts, maybe communicating those in questions to find out, is there is there reciprocation on the other side? Let's say that you get to that point and there's interest. Somebody comes back to you and says, yeah, you know, that sounds very interesting. I'd love to hear more. Okay, now what? Now you're going to have to start talking about real numbers. And this is the point where you can possibly call an evaluator and go, if we did it today, what would this look like? And now start talking to that potential recipient, potential recipient group. How does that transition occur? Because now that practice owner has to decide, am I going to fund that myself? Am I going to expect them to come up with funding. So that becomes my retirement plan. And boy, does that take on a whole nother line of reasoning and conversation because everybody looks at that differently. For sure. So of course, on the family side, a few minutes ago, it makes sense to have conversations probably years in advance. There are actually many physical therapists that I know of from online circles, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, where there is a son or daughter in the family that's maybe closer to my age that is in the practice and probably would be the succession plan, probably makes the most sense that that would be the likely succession plan. So any of those practitioners that are listening, you know who you are. I'm not going to say any names, of course, but you definitely should be speaking with your son or daughter if they're, even if they're a new grad physical therapist. So that would probably make the most sense. Now, on the potential transition component for a leadership team or any you know, uh, C-suite executives or any of your clinic directors, it definitely makes a lot of sense to start that communication as early as possible. Maybe a few months ago, we interviewed a practice owner, Bob Babb, and he sold his 11 locations to Ivy Rehab. All of this is public. He mentioned it. And he he did consider that briefly because he's got, you know, probably a, a major clinic director in all of those 11 locations. And he 
surmise briefly that it would just became or just appear to be too complex of a situation. So it, of course, it depends on the practice owner. It depends on that leadership team and, and who might be taking over. But for a practice owner that, so in Bob's case, he had 11 locations. And then it, we're not even talking about the funding yet or even the valuation part, but it's like 11 or maybe it was even if it was five or eight folks that were at the table that might have been the the transition team. I could see that being a lot more challenging than if you're just speaking with two or three buyers and like those groups, whether it's us or other regional or, or national groups kind of are focused on the acquisition and kind of know they know the whole process as opposed to a leadership team that knows the clinical components, the patient treatment components very, very well, but they don't necessarily know about this whole process. So I'm assuming that would be a challenging part for a practice owner if they were going to consider their leadership team taking over in, in some sort of a fashion. Dave, great point. And I think at that situation, you really have to become the coach and the college professor, and you might even say counselor, because any questions that they have, any of their significant others have, any of their family members have, you know that you're going to be hit with that question. And that becomes now 11 I don't know, squared or cubed <laughs> number of questions <laughs> that you could potentially get, right? And so now you have to be, and listen, if if, if someone really says, I'm going to go through with this, and I really like the practice leaders that I have, I really enjoy the professionals, I want to leave a legacy and I want to leave it to them. Then I think at that point in time, it's imperative to have the right people in place to answer the questions so that, that that practice owner today doesn't have to be the the counselor and the financial advisor and you know all of the all of the you know the central part they can go hey call Jeffrey hey call Kyle hey call Sandy because they know legal, they know tax, they know valuation. You wonder why we're doing it? Okay, ask Jeffrey. You wonder why the legal documents are being this way or we're going to structure it this way? Well, that's that's legal and, and accounting or that's legal and tax. And really that, that practice owner, even more so maybe than any other point in time in their career, has to be a fantastic delegator because these are just areas outside their expertise. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.